Yeah, we pulled in to Johnny's right about four, four thirty. Yeah. It was right about twelve, twelve. So and that, half hours. that leg was hollow. It yeah, was we we yeah. did not set the GPS for Colleen or Fort Hood <laughs> or Salado. We set the GPS for Johnny's Steakhouse. Yeah, we went straight there, and every time we called somebody, it's like, "Hey, we'll be at Johnny's at four p.m." Yeah, yeah. right straight there. Time podcast. This is episode number 10 brought to you by Wild Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Goblin. <laughs> uh, so we're in here. We're recording this evening. Uh, Justin, you and I were in the woods just this morning, man, out there chasing birds at Sundance. Yeah. Talk about a morning. Uh, <laughs> I say chasing birds. <laughs> it was following more than chasing, uh, although our. Uh, it's the same sweat, thing. Sweat rolling off our, our backs and our hats uh, might say different, but yeah, what a morning. We were hunting my family's farm, and uh, first time we've hunted it all year, yep. and it was, I mean, it was on fire. I mean, we had birds right off the roost, thought they were going to do it. Well, they did do it just like what we thought, but we just weren't there. We were on the right. top of the ridge yeah. chasing them, and, and they ended up coming <laughs> to where we were. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good morning. We saw, well, I think we got them what four different longbeards, goblins, easily, and, yeah. And they had about twenty something hens with them here and there, but that made it a little more difficult. But had we stayed put right off the get go, we probably be telling <laughs> a different story right now. Uh, I think I asked Grant at one point. Oh, wait, there's there's audio of this. I had it recording. There's yeah, audio. <laughs> I was like Grant. Um, they're going to be in this field at some point. <laughs> we can wait them out, or we can make a move and get on the ridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what was your response to that? Grant? My my response, if I recollect, my response was, "I have no, I have nowhere to be. Um, so I'm I'm up to you. You're you know you're hunting, but hey, we've got a we, we've got a good tree. It's comfortable. We we look good sitting here. Like hey, let's just kind of." I didn't say let's sit here. I said, hey, I got nowhere to be. You know, this is your hunt, uh, but we got a good, pretty good setup right here. Um, what do you want to do? And as soon as I let those words in my mouth, it was picking up decoys and running. That, that's a bad idea. Don't ever tell Justin I have nowhere to be when you're hunting with him. That's just Especially horrible. Especially turkey hunting. Yeah. So, yeah, I took those words as like, hey, I got all day to chase these turkeys. So I was like, hey. <laughs> Might as well start now than later. <laughs> so yeah, we we started climbing the mountain at my farm. That's right. Um, and we got to where they were roosted and I've called. Seen, I've seen four wheelers that came. They came up that hill. Yeah, true story. <laughs> and um, and we called and they gobbled in the field where we just were. Um, it's not the first time that has happened. I probably yeah. should. Yeah, you know, I can remember they were gobbling and my kind of echolocation went off and it's kind of like. Uh, that's right where we were just at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that. So, uh, like, like we say, we we work down this drainage, and uh, it's like deja vu. I've done this so many times. I probably should know better by now. And we work down this drainage and call. And yes, they are literally right in the field. And I'm not gonna lie, they were strutting like. 10, 15 yards from the tree oh, yeah. that we were set up on. And there's you, strut marks. There's there's yeah. evidence to, to prove what we're talking about here. You, you got pretty good footage of that. And, <laughs> um, and we, we eased down in the field. They were still strutting. We had we had my strutting decoy in front of us. We were able to get within 200 yards of them. They stayed in strut the whole time, just kind of moved up the to the, we call it the upper field. And um, we got around on them, and we got within about 30 yards, and the grass is little taller up there it's not bush hogged and I mean they were gobbling consistently but yeah. they just couldn't see the decoy they yeah, had a bunch of hens was higher up there I know y'all got different things you're doing on different fields up there and yeah. I knew when we walked up there that was going to be a challenge not just for you hunting but for me videoing videoing yeah that's what tough. I was worried about the whole time yeah. because I was like if I see a red head yeah well, you, I, well, what I was sitting there telling you, I was like, hey, I, I can run this thing up and I can just stand because I was so far behind you at that yep, point yep. Um, running our 7,200 lens. I was so far behind you. I could still have gotten everything in frame. I could have just stayed right there. But with the hens being where they were and those birds, I don't think they were. I don't, I don't think they would have made it over there unless you maybe stuck that. You know, stuck the the strutter you had on the ten foot pole to get them over there. I don't know if they were coming. Yeah, it was just a just an 
awkward situation yeah. to be in, but well, we decided to circle them at yeah. that point. I mean, I thought I knew where they were headed, so we got around them. You know, it was only about a mile walk. Um, you know, minor hills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we got around them, and I was like, "All right, we're going to call." And sure enough, they took a right. They took a left instead of taking a right. Yeah. And they were in the Planet Pines before we could. You know, go any further and awesome. That's that's literally where we were at when you yeah. started texting us. Hey, what's going on? This, that, and the other. That's where we were at. Was we had made that third push to yeah. get around these birds. I was anxious we were, all morning. We were three miles deep at that point. Yeah, three point two, three point two yeah. miles is where we were at, at that point. And then they were gobbling in the pines, and Grant was like, "How far is it to get around them?" I was like, "It's right at about a mile." <laughs> yep. Sure enough. You better 4. start running. <laughs> we get there. 4.2. Yeah. A mile, exactly. We got around them and couldn't hear them anymore. Um, I don't know what happened, but make a long story short, we were we were short on time. I had to, you know, meet us on the crossroads. I had, to work, I had to work at 11. I had to show how to do a walkthrough. We're closing tomorrow. Heck yeah. So I had to do a walkthrough about 30 minutes from the farm, which is kind of why we hunted that farm this morning. Uh, just kind of worked out, but I was like, "Hey, look, we got 45 minutes. I need to be in the truck." So we had to walk back to where we had originally got on these birds because we had dropped some lenses off, we had dropped a decoy off, we've dropped clothes off. I mean, we have been dropping stuff along the way, yep. just trying to you know lose some weight and one, just, you know, trying to get skinny and get on these birds right, yeah. as quick as possible. So. <laughs> We get back to the field where we set up again this morning, where strut marks was 10 feet away from where we were set up, and there's more birds gobbling up on the ridge. <laughs> and we sat down. We were like, all right, I need to be in the truck in like 10 minutes. We're literally pulling GPS up at this point, calculating <laughs> how long. If I do 11 miles over the speed limit, I can get there. If, <laughs> if I do shoot a turkey what right now, about. how long will it take me to get it in the truck Just and get like, out of We'll here? do pictures this evening. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we were, we were, we were scrambling, and um, they they were still hinned up, and um, they kind of eased off back up the ridge. Uh, so you know, hindsight, I was like, all right, good. I don't really feel like I left birds gobbling. You know, we right. didn't we didn't spook them. They'll definitely be there. And what time is it right now? It's five thirty. They're definitely strutting in that field yeah. right now. Yeah, probably right there where we were set up first so, thing. We instead, we're here soon. bringing you the story we had this morning. That's right. Instead of filling a tag. What were you doing this morning, Austin? Working? No, I was in the gym. You know, All trying right. to get in shape for. I mean, obviously climbing these hills at Sundance. It sounds like oh it's a little gosh. bit of a challenge. You, you know, work, you worked out all morning long. Yeah. Yeah, for the same time, you know, 4 a.m. to uh, 10. That's what I worked 4 out. 4 a.m. No, yeah, no, I went to the gym this morning, and then I just went to my job, and I had a pretty chill morning. It was pretty yeah, good. Ours is pretty chill, too. Heck yeah. I didn't have to climb any hills, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, my, my legs are telling me oh, the opposite then, right now. And then me and you both took stumbles. We're going to feel them tomorrow coming in that yeah. big drainage. My left leg is yeah, and you, a little rough. You fell towards the bottom where all them rocks are at. I fell in the mud up top. Yeah. I said, hey, if I've got to fall... Let's just do it up here early. Let's, let's <laughs> just do it here so the camera's got a soft landing. That's right. I remember the first, you and I fell, you turned around, and you are like, oh, yeah. I could tell you were grabbing gear. Right. He wouldn't worry about me. I could have been bleeding to no, death. And he, he was, was I mean, checking out lenses. Yeah. We, we were good. We are good. <laughs> no. So, yeah, that was that was our morning. And uh, like I said, went, to the, went, went and did the walkthrough after that and closing tomorrow. So uh, Heck, yeah. The only thing that would have made it a little better is if I had listened to Grant Right off the get-go and stayed put at our very, very, very first setup. We would have had some epic footage of them coming through that. Oh, man. It's a long 300-yard food Yeah, I'd have, had to, I'd have had to video them for th- I mean, 300 yards. I would have had to have shot it like 10 yards. Like, yeah, we'd have only had like that's 15 minutes of too, footage. That's almost too close, though. Yeah, you know it would I mean? have been too close, you know. I would have thought lot, to have felt like life. The lighting would have been really bad. Yeah, you know, it's kind of that early morning, you know, <laughs> like when they gobble, like you can see their breath. Yeah, yeah, it, I, don't, yeah. I don't like that stuff. Yeah, so. that kind of stuff. We're not after that. I wanted to... Uh, we wanted to find a middle-of-the-day bird strutting in the field yeah, and, and have to work him for four hours. That's we want a we challenge, wanted. it sounds like. And burn some calories <laughs> while doing it. I'm just saying. Not many people were able to do that this morning. It's not, I have to go turkey. It's, I got to go turkey hunting this morning. That's right. That's right. No, it's not, I have to. So speaking of, I've got to go mm. turkey hunting. 
I saw a couple of days ago you were Instagramming. Uh, you were with David, your buddy David Heffington, and you guys had went hunting, and you had only been back in town 30 minutes. True story. And you were back in town from the third leg of old, your slam, my friend. Old Tejas. That's right. That's right. That's old you. stomping grounds. That's, that's what right. I was going to say. You and Austin stomping grounds. And uh, I really just at this point, I haven't had, I, I've watched some of the footage. We watched some of it last night, that's actually. That's right, that's yeah. right. And I uh, got to watch some of it. Austin did a great job capturing everything that happened. But before we spill all the beans, let's start. Let's back up to last week. You guys getting everything ready and headed to Texas. And uh, Justin, tell us about the you know the relationship and how all that goes about. I know we talked about it a little bit last time as you guys prepped. But talk about that relationship, Austin, and then how you guys, you know, how that whole trip went, when all went about. Because... Mm-hmm. That is its own experience. Everything's bigger and better in Texas, including the story. That is true. So, Justin, I know you got you were down there for quite some time with work, and I remember just being up here and doing my thing, and it was every other day, Justin has killed some critter <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> no surprise so, there. <laughs> so invite us to Texas, man. Tell us tell us the backstory there and what all happens in Texas for you and why you went back there to get your Rio. Yeah, so what originally took me to Texas was uh, I worked for a general contractor, and we were a healthcare contractor, Robbins & Morton, and we were building a TBI clinic on base, which is a traumatic brain injury uh, facility for you know soldiers that coming back from overseas from their deform- deployments, and uh, we helped rehabilitate them, teach them how to drive, teach them how to walk, teach them wow. how to shoot guns again. And uh, so that was a pretty neat experience in itself. Um, but that's what originally took me to Texas. Um, but before I ever made it to Texas, uh, Danny Briggs, actually, Bailey Briggs, it's Bailey Roberts now, Matthew's wife. Which her, we, we know through, through we both all yeah, went to high school yeah. with Matthew. We all went, we all went to high school with Matthew house and water. Bailey. He went, he's at Big House Waterfowl, and yeah. then we play softball with them there here in Franklin. So... Um, I told them I was headed to Colleen, Texas, and uh, Danny, her dad, Danny Briggs, goes, man, I've got a good friend, Sterling Ambrose, that uh, has a ranch down there, and you should really connect with him. So before I ever went to Texas, I, you better believe I was texting Sterling and saying, you know, hey, I would love to come see your place. Make a long story short, the day I got to Texas, I moved in. The next day I was out meeting him walking around his ranch, looking at their deer management processes. Awesome piece of property. Um, So I started hunting literally within three days of being in Texas on this piece of property. And uh, as y'all know, I killed a a free-range red stag, killed several pigs, and I stumbled upon, there was a, a big cattle pond, but I was coming out from deer hunting one day, and there was ducks all over it. And I was like, hmm. I'm going to go shoot some ducks tomorrow morning, change the pace a little bit. So uh, I went to Academy Sports that night, going to get some decoys, and uh, I was just looking for the cheapest ones they had, and I ran, a guy, ran across a guy named uh, Brandon Brinehurst, and uh, he actually worked at Academy. He was their Bowtech, and he was like, hey, I'll help you out find some decoys. So we started looking at some decoys. I was like, I need some weights. He's like, well, you know, tell me about this place you're hunting. I was like, man, it's covered up with ducks. He's like, well, I know a guy that's got decoys. Um, if if you don't want to buy anything, I was like, great, I'll I'll save some money. So uh, that night he set it up, called his buddy Jarrett Salter and TJ, and um, he texted me and said, hey, I've got two other guys that's going to come with us. You care? I was like, no, absolutely not. As long as you know they're pretty pretty cool and pretty straight. I mean, like I've only known you for. <laughs> for 30 minutes <laughs> so uh, I mean you know you, you just got some intuition about people yeah, you know yeah. when they're you know when they're you know kind of like you and they like to hunt and right, you right. feel them out you know what I mean so literally I show up the next morning they met me at the gate and that's when I met Jarrett Salter uh, one of the guys from this past weekend and uh, we had an awesome duck hunt that morning and from that moment on I mean uh, we were best friends from the get-go and brian i mean brandon jarrett tj as well i mean all big group uh fun guys and so ever since then jarrett and i have always kept in contact and uh, i left texas about three and a half years ago jarrett and several other people craig lameford as well came to my wedding up here that was the last time i saw them that was a little over two and a half years ago 
And uh, ever since then, we've been talking about getting a trip together. And so about six months ago, we started talking about through, uh, you know, talking about uh, getting my Grand Slam mm-hmm. done this year. And I didn't have a Rio spot picked out, so I reached out to, to Craig and Jarrett said, hey, would y'all mind if I came down on a weekend and, uh, you know, and hunted and tried to fill the Rio tag? I've killed Rios before, but I want to do it in a single season. Um, so that's that's what originally got me to Texas. That's what got me back to Texas. Um, but along the way, while I was in Texas working on base, Austin, I didn't know it, but at the time, you reached out to me and said, hey, are you in Fort Hood? And I was like, yeah, I've been here for a couple months. Where are you? He's like, I'm stationed here. So, yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit about all. How did you get to Texas? No, I mean, yeah, right out of college. I mean, I joined the military, and I got lucky enough to get stationed at Fort Hood. Um, some people wouldn't say they're lucky enough. A lot of people don't <laughs> like it, but I liked it just because of I knew the hunting and fishing there was good. I wanted to get into it, and I was just sitting there. I think I was sitting there in the motor pool one day just working on a vehicle, going through Instagram. I hadn't talked to working Justin. Working on a vehicle, going through Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just something you got to take breaks. <laughs> but I don't think I had talked to Justin since we graduated high school because um, you went to Auburn, I went to UT. And um, you, you just killed that stag, and you think you posted something, hashtag Texas hunting. And that's what I was like, you're in Texas, dude? I was like, I'm here. So that's how we connected over instagram we exchanged numbers and it just worked out that way we did a lot of dove hunting out there and i mean took me bass fishing out there's still the best bass fishing i've ever had out there on sterling's ranch Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of how we connected and and rekindled an old friendship and so it kind of worked out really well that i was able to go back with you we were like i said go back to our old stomping grounds together and yeah like for y'all who don't know, Austin and I and Grant as well, all three of us went to high school together. Yeah. And like Austin said, we hadn't spoke since high school, and so it was just pretty neat for us to— It's uh, crazy how life works out that way sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we were 12 and a half hours from home, and yet we were mm-hmm. 10 minutes oh. apart. Yeah, so how far are you, How far apart were you really? Like? From where we worked on base, two minutes. I mean like two minutes. Yeah. My barracks— wow. oh, my When I left Fort Hood, my new barracks were right next to the hospital he was building. I drew by the, drove by them every single no day. But y'all had no idea until he posted his stag on Instagram. Not a single idea. I had no clue. No, and we, we got to celebrate my birthday out there, his birthday yeah. out there. Uh, it was just a great experience. And, Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what led us to Texas. That's what led us back to Texas. I never um, thought I'd go back to Fort Hood or Colleen. But. <laughs> yeah, Colleen's a, a, a different place. It's a, its um, own monster and its own beast. I mean, if it's like a mil- it is. It's a military town. A lot yeah. of yeah. tattoo parlors. A lot of pawn shops. Um, late night I mean, bars. Yeah, late night bars. Uh, we might have frequented a few of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, you either survive but, clean or you don't. But then there's <laughs> – true story. <laughs> but then there's this thriving metropolis called Salado, Texas, where it's uh, home of Johnny's Steakhouse. Mm, I've heard, uh, only got to hear about Johnny's. Oh, my God. I think Lord. the official name is Johnny's Barbecue and Steakhouse yep. or one of those. Other way around, Something I don't like know. but it's Johnny's. That's what we called yeah, it. Johnny's. Simple Johnny's. Yeah. So uh, I probably spent, I don't know, probably around $7,000 there eating ribeyes for about a year and a half. Um, but they're ribeye, 12-ounce ribeye, home-cut fries, side salad, and you've got to get. For those that don't know, Justin could eat seven thousand dollars worth of ribeye in about a week. He's got a hollow <laughs> leg. This dude can eat. But the Wait best part it. about Johnny's was the pecan cobbler. Okay, I had to listen to it for twelve hours. The pecan, the just pecan, cobbler. The pecan, pecan cobbler. I went for the peach this time. That was pretty good. It was. And I think I had to finish yours. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not I as big as you. The hollow leg. <laughs> so, yeah, that is literally how we started our trip. I mean, um, we met Jarrett at Johnny's Steakhouse mm-hmm. that Friday afternoon, driving from Nashville to Texas, 12 and a half hours straight drive, pulled into Johnny's. Met Jarrett. We had dinner. Yeah, I had to get the ribeye and, and the whole gamut. So, we're on the trip. We're headed down to, to fill yeah. the Rio tag. Yeah. Yep. We Trucks are, packed. You guys drove? The whole way, right? And we drove. We left at 4 a.m. Friday morning. (laughs) 4 a.m. Friday morning. Nonstop. Yeah, we pulled in to Johnny's right about 
four, four thirty. Yeah. It was right about twelve, twelve. So that, ho- that leg was hollow. Yeah, we we eat. did yeah. not set the GPS for Colleen or Fort Hood <laughs> or Salado. We set the GPS for Johnny Steakhouse. Amen. We went straight there, and every time we called somebody, it's like, "Hey, we'll be at Johnny's at four p.m." I'm talking about. We're straight there. So we we pulled into Johnny's and made sure they had some uh, Shiner Bach on ice, and which those of y'all who are listening, if you have not tried Shiner Bach, it's it's a Texas beer, so uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, go try it out. Uh, but literally, we we ate dinner and then we were talking about plans for that night, yeah. and then bow fishing came up, and we were Uh-oh. like, "Well, I'm gonna take a pause." All right. A week prior to this trip. We've been looking at the weather. Yep. It's been mm. showing a 100% chance of rain Saturday and like 80% on Sunday for a week straight. And uh, so we had we didn't have high hopes going into it. But when we pulled in town on Friday night, I'm talking it was like 78, 80 degrees. Sunny. Sunny. Felt amazing. No wind. Um, so we ate dinner, and then we started talking about going bow fishing that night. But we were checking the weather. It still said 100% chance of rain. So we they didn't have to twist our arm. We were like, yeah, we'll go fishing tonight. And it turned into about a 3 a.m., um, you know, pulling the boat on the truck at about 3 a.m. Mm. And we're like, what's the weather looking like? And we're like, oh, wow. it We got to go. It's breaking tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Like, we might have a chance to kill yep. some birds. But tell you what, that bow fishing was – it was, was pretty this, crazy. Was this both of y'all's first time bow fishing? This was no, my first time. Austin? Yeah. I've been a few times okay. uh, down in Louisiana, which, you know, you can, it's a little different down there. You can shoot game fish as right, well right, in Louisiana. Right. And I have not gotten to shoot that much. Uh, but I'm talking we shot – 50, 60 something. Easy. easy. Common carp, gar, buffalo. buffalo yep. um, I think that was pretty well. It's, 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 it's all pretty much all you can shot. shoot in Stillhouse Lake there. So, so you know, tell me a little bit about what you were thinking, Austin. Oh my gosh, I mean, I'm a little, a little nervous, you know, going bow fishing for the first time. I mean, you got to think, you know, where do I aim? Because it's a total different experience. Right. Um, Jarrett was super helpful. I mean, he's got the whole rig, the bows for everybody, just kind of coach you through it all. Basically, like, hey. If you think you're shooting low, shoot lower. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, I filmed a little bit of the beginning just to, you know, I wanted to watch Heck Justin yeah. shoot. You did good, man. Um, but, yeah, no, that first shot, I center punched uh, a gar right through the back. <laughs> I mean, he's a tiny little dude, but, you know, center punched him. And after that, it was game on. And gar are not easy to hit because they're so thin. Yeah. yeah, he was super thin. He was a super small thin, one, too. Yeah. Um, but after that, it was game on. And then next thing I did, that was at, like, 8 p.m. Next thing I know, it was 3 a.m. And it was just all that time flies by. The so most yeah. fun I've had in a single night, probably in my entire life. Like I told y'all before you went, I mean this: bow fishing is the most fun you'll ever have with clothes on. I didn't believe it until I did it, and I think I said that on the trip. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the most fun you'll ever have. Whole with new experience, yeah. and yeah. I'll do it naked if I had to. But I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good with that. Please don't. <laughs> there are a lot of things flying around, so maybe I should. Yeah. Just, just keep some shorts on. Or no, I mean, it was it was just nonstop. I mean, Jared is he knows where the fish are, so he's putting you on them. Um, I mean, you don't really have a time to break. I mean, once you shoot a fish, you're reeling it in, you're getting it off, you're retie. I mean, you're tightening your yep your tip back on and getting the barbs ready, and before you know it, there's another fish there. Yeah, um, it is amazing too. Just it's so target rich. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun, and what you guys got to do has been different than my experience. So from what I saw, you guys were using lights, and you were able to play music. Oh, oh yeah. we were when blasting I, the music. When I when I've been, it's strictly sight fishing, and you hit them with a light. Uh, I forgot the name of the fish that we were after. It's a type of Asian carp we were talking about a little bit earlier. But if you have lights on, they they'll they'll sink down to where you can't see them. Mm. But yeah, I want to do that type of fishing to where you got the lights and and no. you got the music playing and you get to have a an overall good just incredible time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm already planning my trip in June. I've already contacted my army buddies. We're having a reunion down in San Antonio Heck this yeah. summer, and so I told Jared when I was leaving, I said, "Hey, I'm back in June," and he's like, "Oh, I'm sure he'd love." He's that. like, "I may may be gone." He's like, "If I'm not, TJ's taking you out." There yeah. you go. So I'm going back in June. I'm already addicted. Um, so, so I'm does, screwed. He, does he run an outfit, Justin? Yes, he, he is a licensed guide. It's called Great White Buffalo. Uh, GWB uh, is, their, is their name. So 
they got a website, you, you know. Yeah, I've got Instagram. You, I think they've got their numbers well, on their well, Instagram. Well, I'll tag it and stuff. I'll mm-hmm. find it and tag it. Yeah, so if, if y'all are listening and you're anywhere around Colleen, Texas, Fort Hood, Texas, Salado, Texas, you know, contact them. Great bunch of guys, and I'm telling you, they know where the fish yep. are. I mean, we were on fish constantly. You know, had we shot better, we wouldn't have had room in the boat for all the oh, fish. No. I, well, I missed I mean, a fair few. Be, I mean, the thing from the pictures that I saw for it to be awesome, bow fishing is fun, but it is not easy to get used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you it's, – it's not easy. There's oh, yeah. nothing about it. It's not – yes, they're right there. It's close, but your vision – it's dark. Where you're at, it's light down there, this, that, and the other. And then obviously you're shooting a bow and you're into the water and the light reflection, blah, blah, blah. But – for y'all to ki- for y'all to kill the fish that you killed, they're on them. I oh, mean, we shot some y'all, monsters. Y- you're in them too. I mean, there, we there was were, a bunch of fish. We were in them thick, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but you know, a lot of people ask, "Well, you're just shooting innocent fish. What do you do with them?" Mm. Well, they've got a guy in town that they pretty well give all the fish to, and and he takes them. He eats them. Uh, we kept a few just to try, um, but they do. They don't. They don't just throw them away. A lot of people well, have, and, like, and, a negative connotation and, and, on bow fishers. And, right, and, and to say you're shooting innocent fish, a lot of those are an invasive species. Yeah. Uh, for example, your grass carp um, in places where you have catfish that bed in banks and things like that, where there's runoff and things mm-hmm. like that, the grass carp, they're eating all that sediment on the yep. side. You don't see catfish anymore because those banks can't, those banks can't stay in shape. So, yeah, um, bow fishing has, it definitely has its place. Those those. It's very hard to catch those fish. Um, you got to go through there with a net, typically like what you guys are doing late at night. Yeah. So to go through there and at the same time, you're paying for it. There's there's licensing and tags for um, your your buddies in terms of the business exactly. that they're running. Exactly. So there's there's an economy there. So it ha- it definitely has its place. Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, they got a good connection. They give their fish to and. And carp are a great fertilizer, and I don't mean that in any bad term. They're a great. Oh, there's fertilizer. a lot of farmers yeah. down there who were saying yeah. they use them for that, and yep. so if they can, they give them to them and help out the local community a there little you bit. Go. There you yeah. Go. yeah, it was just an awesome experience. So, kind of going to that night, we we're looking at our clock, and yeah. I was like, <laughs> "Man, the weather is breaking for tomorrow morning. Like, we might have a window." So, so you're that, checking you're checking your phone on the boat. What time are you checking your phone at? Like two uh, o'clock for four? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was probably around one thirty. I was like, "All right, guys, we probably need to be heading back to the truck if we're gonna, you know, the weather's breaking tomorrow. We need to we need to give it a shot." Um, so we we. Turn everything off. Start heading to the to the boat ramp, and uh, we get the boat out of the water about one thirty. We get home about two. Get to bed about two thirty. Mm. Set an alarm for four twenty. Mm. Yep. Um, so we I roll by Craig's to, house. I couldn't even go to bed. I we thought about up. it, but we just wanted a little nap. I mean, yeah, you're driving well, for twelve that's right, hours. That's right, y'all drove all week. And we'd already right. been this up is, for uh, almost twenty four hours yeah. straight, so we needed yeah, something. Y'all burning it. So we were staying at Jarrett's house, and Craig was coming in from San Antonio. We were hunting Craig's farm, so we pick Craig up on the way, and we roll into his farm, and literally Austin and I just start walking in the direction of this big wheat field and it's where I have gotten on turkeys in the past when I hunted this place when I was there three and a half years ago so we're halfway across this field tired as I'll get out and I said hey the turkeys normally roost in this field 10 seconds after I got that out of my mouth I mean they start gobbling it is pitch dark and I was like well they're still here. That was all. They yeah. were hammering you, hard. You were putting that on Instagram, weren't you? Also, I, mean, yeah. I remember I was checking. I was trying to keep up with you guys, and it was pit. The Instagram feeds pitch black, but it's just yeah. All it over. was. They were going crazy. It was pretty nuts. And keep in mind, the winds were blowing. I mean, the weather is not far. Right, uh, right. Rain's already come through. We're waiting, waiting on a second wave. Oh, so rain had already been through. Yeah, yeah. It hit um, that night when we were asleep. Okay. Uh, between when we got went to sleep and woke up and the rain had hit and a little bit in the morning on our drive there yeah. it started drizzling and we were kind of we got really nervous yeah. so Justin I know you're that we, we're trying to fill a tag we're trying to do something here with the slam yep but Austin's carrying ten thousand dollars worth of gear Very Austin, expensive camera so what's going through your mind at this point you're prepping and we're literally in a crunch time with yeah with, with getting this on camera no my whole thought process is I mean obviously that camera is very expensive and important, but the story is also right. extremely important. So I'm trying to think of what ways can I get creative to keep this camera safe. And normally, as you guys have listened to our past podcast and Caleb Copeland at uh, Redneck to Podcast, I mean, we usually use a leafy poncho over it. I was like, you know, what's 
going to be raining so hard. So I actually brought my army poncho. I mean, back to Fort Hood. There you uh, go. So it's got the old uh, ACU pattern. For those of you that are familiar with the army pattern, um, the old digital camo that came out a while ago. So I was packing that. I mean, I had everything ready. I even brought a black um, extra large uh, I saw trash, the trash bag. bag. I saw that. In the everything I could think of to keep that camera dry. And when we got to that ranch and that weather broke my heart i was like thank god yeah so then it was really a relief on me as far as keeping that camera dry i knew i could tell the story a little bit better and focus more on that instead of just being the moment rather than yes, trying to prep for i it. could just look through the lens and focus on that instead of focus on the ambience about it right, so that right. yeah, was really nice for me so yeah we, we're, we're halfway across this field and they're gobbling and i'm like you know like a kid at christmas if you're with me and the turkey's gobbling i'm like i just get super nervous um, so we, we get down in this corner and, you know, trying to find a tree to set up on. And, I mean, every time we step on a crick, uh, a, a stick and crack it, I mean, they're gobbling at it. And uh, But there's a creek that is the property line. Okay. We're on the corner of the property, essentially. Oh, my the, gosh. Say, say that again. Did you yeah. say property line? We are on the property line again. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Uh, so there's a creek that is the property line, and yeah. then there's a barbed wire fence that runs along this field. Um, but the birds are on the other side of the creek on this beautiful pasture. I mean, and by on the other side of the creek, by what you just said, on the yeah, other property, I can't go over there. <laughs> yeah, you just watch. So, them. <laughs> uh, but I have hunted this place before, and that's more normally where they okay. roost, and it has worked gotcha. out in the past. Gotcha. Three and a half years ago. <laughs> um, so. I was thinking these birds are going to be pterodactyls by now, <laughs> with, with spurs. Um, so. We get set up. I did put a strut and decoy out because there was about eight or nine gobbling at one time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and throw the strutter up because there's probably going to be some dominance here. So we throw a hen decoy up and a strutter, and I didn't call because I, I was waiting to see if there was hens with them. Um, I didn't want to you know, totally push them off the other way. <clears throat> and I'm not going to lie, this is probably the earliest I've ever seen birds fly down. Like, it's still... Stark. Like, I probably couldn't see more than probably 60, 70 yards, and these birds were already pitching down in the pasture on the other side of the creek. Mm-hmm. Um, still didn't hear any hens, so I started calling, and they were answering, but they were getting further and further mm-hmm. and further away. Uh, right in the middle of that, we did have about a 250, I don't know, 250, 300 pound boar. Monster. Walked like about, a dumpster with legs. Walked about 200 yards from us, and I was like, at first, I thought it was a freaking bull or, you know, a calf or something. I thought it was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was, it it was, was stout. It's probably one of the biggest boars I've of, ever seen. It was kind of cool. He Texas. just kind of walked on that the ridge line there. So it was yeah. just his body in the silhouette, and it's really cool footage. And just kind of like yeah. how he just kind of was just cruising along. You don't really get to see that often, just out there in the open by himself. Mm-hmm. It was just a monster, just like, this is my area. Yeah, I don't up. care. I mean, he, he, he probably could like, knew we were there, and he's like, y'all ain't got nothing. Yeah, Just a he, beast. He was a hoss. Uh, but anyway, these birds are gobbling in the background, moving off, and I'm like, Austin, we are screwed. So I was like, I'm going to call one more time, and I'm just going to shut up. So I called. They answered. I don't know. They sounded like two or 300 yards yeah, down this pasture. If you could see this pasture that they flew down in, it is absolutely manicured. Mm. It's like an inch tall. Looks like a putting green. Like a forest gump grass. And yep. I was like, you know, if I was a turkey, that's where I would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, so anyway, I shut up. I already pulled my face mask down because I just knew it was, they're gone. They're going to hang out right there or keep moving on the other way. Yeah, and I just knew there had yeah. to be hens over there. Kind of so, lost hope a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I did too. My gun was already on the ground by that point. Uh-oh. So we waited 10 minutes, and I said, all right, I'm going to call. And when I called, one gobbled 80 yards in front of us Ooh. on the other side of the property line in those hardwoods. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my thumb up my butt, got my gun on the ground, face mask down, don't even have a call out, don't even have my mouth call in, don't even have gloves on. And I'm like, Austin, I think in the – I don't know if you had it on the – the camera no. rolling there's, at that point. There's the end part of that. No, so for those of you who don't know, like when you're recording or behind the camera, you have the headsets in your ear and everything's amplified. Yep. And I remember I was just sitting there. I think I was probably texting Grant or giving somebody an update. I hear that gobble my ears, and it feels like you're right next to you. And I next thing I hear is Justin go, 
it's on. <laughs> you ready? I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So that's the first thing that went to my mind. I was like, it's on, but he might be on us. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm Just trying like to get that. my face mask up, trying to get my gloves on. By the time I got my last glove on, he steps out on the property line, on the other side of the fence from mm-hmm. us. He takes about five steps, sees the decoy. At this point, camera's rolling. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah I, I, rolling. As soon as he said it's on, you know, I've, I've learned just press record. And That's it right. just happened that my camera was facing in that direction. You can see him in, like, I think it's like the top left corner of the frame just start coming in a little bit. Yeah, you can see him crawl under the fence. Just a little bit. No, when, you, you when, you hit record, yeah. when you hit record, I think he was crawling under the fence. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the rest was pretty well history. I mean, he went in a strut. Oh, that's when I first he, saw him. He and popped up there. And he comes in the whole way. He, go, he does half strut, kind of like, if ever you want to say it, quarter strut. But he wants to get there. You can oh, tell yeah. He, he came in. He came another 10 yards, and he just broke out in a little jog. Mm-hmm. You know how they do half strut, little waddle. He came all the way into the decoy. And there was other birds behind him back in the hardwoods. I don't know if they spooked him. I don't know if I spooked him. I don't know if decoy spooked him. But if you can tell in the footage, he kind of gets a little uneasy, comes out of strut. And then goes back into strut, and I, you know, knowing that weather's ten minutes out, literally, and, yeah, you know, like they say, one, you know, bird in the hands better than two in the bush. Uh, so I was like, hey, are you on him? I'm about to kill him right here, um, and uh, it, that was it. It was about twenty five yards, twenty twenty five yards, and that's the tag on the Rio. That was yeah. that, that was, was the, a- the third leg of the uh, North American Slam, and. To be honest with you, I was telling Grant Austin that was the only turkey we saw on the whole hunting yeah. trip. Yes, that was the only one. Yep, I pulled the trigger. There's two ways to look at that. I mean, there's two ways to look at that. There's, I look at we it. We got super lucky, or if a turkey comes over here, we're gonna kill it. Hey, what I did mean, I tell you that morning? You said we, we were going to shoot by 8 o'clock. I, I said you will have a turkey on the ground before 8 a.m. I think it was 7.20. 7, yep. 7.59. I called. I had that feeling. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that instinct. There you go, buddy. Right, on the drive there, I, I mean, maybe he well, was just I a little nervous. I need you to hold me every time, then, because if you can help me sleep in yeah. some of those mornings that I'm not going to I told him, I was like, just <laughs> stay calm, time. buddy, before 8 a.m. Your turkey's going to be on the ground. That's and right. We got it, lucky. I think it is a little bit of luck. Should have called you like before said. Grant and I went this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be your cameraman. I'm okay <laughs> hey, with that. I told him to stay there. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, that was the only turkey we yeah. saw on the whole trip. We pulled the trigger. Yep. Went and got the bird. And I got back, sat down pretty quick because I'm in Texas, you can kill yeah. mm-hmm. you can kill all four of your birds in one day if you wanted. Right. And I knew there was more, so we sat down for another 10, 15 minutes and could not get another bird to talk, couldn't get him to answer. So we did carry a ground blind in there with us okay. because we knew it was going to be raining, and we were going to get the ground blind set up for later on that afternoon. So we set the ground blind up, and it's, I mean, the bottom fell out. It started raining right then and there. Um, so we, we packed up, went up to the, to the camp house, and, uh, you know, they told them the story. Jarrett and Craig, they were all up there giving us high fives and whatnot. And, uh, I mean, the bottom's falling out. It was mm-hmm. done. I mean, it is absolutely pouring. So I don't uh, feel sorry for you here, though, because I know what's coming <laughs> next. So don't make it sound like this is so just Real quick, off- I mean, yeah. after we kill a turkey here in Tennessee, what do we usually do? We go get a biscuit, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right, biscuit and gravy. When you're in Waffle Texas— House? What do we what do we do, Justin? You get breakfast tacos. You get breakfast tacos. So tell me about breakfast tacos. I've literally, uh, I mean, I've, I mean, I'm not from Texas. Never been to Texas for that type of. I've I worked in Houston for a little bit, but that's about it. So take the most amazing thing you ever had, put it in a taco, <laughs> and eat it. And it's, he said, put it in a taco. Custom made. They just give you a whole list. It's like you can add anything you want put, to you this mean, taco. Put it in a tortilla. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we went down to the little Mexican. Joint right down the street, about thirty minutes. Uh, it was like five. No, minutes. it wasn't yet. It was like five, five minutes. minutes it's literally you pull mm-hmm. out the ranch right at the main gate. You take a couple of turns and then right across the main highway, it's right there. Yeah. So is it breakfast food in a to- in a tortilla? Yeah. yeah. Anything you yeah, can customize you got, it. Uh, which are hot dogs wrapped in a like mm. a biscuit essentially, and mm. it's kind of like a uh, what do they call them here? Um, pig in a blanket. Mm, okay. But yeah, yeah. It's kolaches <laughs> over there, and then you got. You know, refried beans for breakfast too. There. And oh yeah, it was the whole. Can gamut. you order margaritas at breakfast? I mean, I may have something else, but. <laughs> 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 I 
I think Craig might have been on like beer number five <laughs> yeah. or six by Get that you point. Who starts early? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had a big old breakfast and then we went back to the ranch. I mean, the bottom's falling out. This right. isn't like one of those slow drizzles where you could maybe go hunt turkeys. I'm talking buckets. Buckets. Like there yep. was. I, mm. I was worried about my ground blind being in the same county. There was yeah. well, severe thunderstorms. Yeah, you're running to and from vehicle to house, and you just don't want to be out there. Yeah. So we, especially we, with the ten thousand dollar camera. That's we, right. We got back to the camp house, and keep in mind, Austin and I only had about two hours of sleep. So we got in the recliners, <sighs> and during this conversation and breakfast, they were like, "Hey, y'all want to have a crawfish boil today?" And we were like, "Yeah." Didn't know that was an option. But we are in Texas. They get cheap crawfish right down the road. Yep. I think it was like $3 a pound or something they yeah. paid. Yeah. Just Here in cheap. Franklin, Tennessee, it'd be like $12 a pound. Then you got Joe Schmo asking, what is a crawfish? Is that a lobster? How do you eat that? You know. Goodness yep. gracious. But, uh, but anyway, so they went to town and got crawfish. Also, Wait, is this I, two weeks in a row for you now? Yeah, two crawfish bowls in yeah. a row. You know? Yeah, thanks, Justin. Th- thanks for the invite. Yeah, I got one of them, so I'm happy. If y'all stay around me long enough, you might hey, learn a thing up or two. when you listen to this, we want crawfish in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> C and T minus four days. Yeah. Yep. Two days. Two days, yeah. Yeah, those uh, recliners, man. Oof. Yeah, so we got, we got in there. We took a nap for three hours, woke up, still absolutely pouring down rain. So we walked outside. Jared already had the burner crunk up, had the crawfish, cleaning them, had the had the corn. Extra cases of beer and Shinerbot. I mean, it was just an absolute Lone Star and Coors Light. That's the only thing that's allowed in that house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lone yeah. Star. So, and Shinerbot. Oh, that's right. They did buy Shinerbot. I forgot about that. Apparently Greg says that's the best beer to go with crawfish. Amen to that. So So we had a big crawfish ball. We Stuffed our faces that afternoon, and then the the weather broke for about an hour that afternoon, mm-hmm. and we got back in the the ground blind. But there was just absolutely nothing talking. And um, so, what was that? That was Saturday night. Went yeah, we didn't to, we didn't hear anything Saturday evening. Went um, back to the camp house, yep. cleaned up a few more crawfish that were left over. And then no, we were talking did, did, about. Did we clean them up or did Jarrett actually, clean them up? Actually, I think Jarrett. We came back to the camp and Jarrett was already elbows deep in the leftover crawfish. I mean, just mm. going to town. So we had 30 pounds for four people. Mm. That's seven and a half pounds of crawfish per person. Jared, Jared and Justin might have had can about eat. 13. Yeah. <laughs> and you, we, we all know I can't eat and Craig's so, about my size and we eat about the same. I'm just curious is Jarrett and them, they go and. You know, they catch their own, trap their own, or no. are they all buying them? No, they went to H-E-B. Okay. Yeah. So H-E-B. tell us about that. Oh, H-E-B. H-E-B is like, I don't, I don't know how you would describe it. It's like a Publix, Kroger, we'll Walmart. Just, we'll just say like H-E-B is, is like, like the buck, god of like grocery stores. Is like the Bucky's of gas stations. Yes. Grocery stores? Yes. yes. That's perfectly that right. When I've been through Texas, I mean, Everything's bigger in Texas. Bucky's. Their gas stations are bigger. Their grocery stores are bigger. Dude, and H-E-B is... The king of it's like the elite Texas. I mean, I you can go in and just ask, like, "Hey, I want crawfish cooked," and they will steam it for you while you go shop for your groceries yeah. and you go pick up your steamed crawfish, shrimp, crab, lobster, anything. They will cook it for you there. I remember last time I was down in Texas, I went to a Bucky's, or no, one of the first times that I was in Texas, I went to a Bucky's, and I mean, the only thing I couldn't get done there was my taxes. Yeah. I'm tired. Like that is the there. truth. He that didn't know what truth. a Bucky's was, and we pulled in Texas. He had never been to a Bucky's. Oh, really? I've never been to a Bucky's. I said, and I Justin, there. that's a Bucky's, and he looked yeah. at it, and it was 30 gas stations yep. long. Yep. They're huge, man. It's yeah. just nuts. Oh. But same kind of deal. You go into Bucky's and kind of like, while your gas is pumping, like order a, order food, not mm-hmm. eat like a true gas station sandwich. And You can't yeah. go to Texas without seeing a Bucky's or an H-E-B. You have to go to both of them. It's so an experience. H-E-B? Mm-hmm. H-E-B. Yep. That They're out based cause... out of San Antonio. I mean, they, they do a lot of their local sourcing from their local farmers and ranchers, so it's a, it's, it's a great company for Texas. Yeah. Um, so where were we? So we're we just grabbed— yep. After the crawfish bowl, we got back in the blind a little bit. It's still raining. Absolutely nothing talking. So we are sitting there talking about what we're going to do that night. And then we were like checking the weather. And Jared's like, hey, weather's going to break about 830 tonight. Y'all want to go fishing again? And we were like, all right, we've had three hours of sleep. We are super tired. 
we need to go hunting tomorrow morning to get some more footage. But yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. We will go fishing tonight, bow fishing tonight. Yep. I think me and Justin look at each other we're like, "Yeah, that's gonna yeah. happen." I mean, Austin had that like one eye open, like grabbing it, like trying to keep it open, and I yeah, was like, I was "Yeah, done, he looks but... like he's totally down to go bow fishing." <laughs> so yes, count us in. And then after they walked, I was like, "Austin, are you sure? Are you cool if we go bow hunt, bow fishing?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm down." Yeah. As soon as you get on the water when you're bow fishing, it's just that sleep or Dude, deprivation just, just goes a, away. That's just when you grab a Red Bull and crank it and let's go. Oh, yeah. I, I have had more five-hour energies <laughs> that weekend than I have my entire we were, life. Dude, we were talking about yes. the day hiking the hills because we were just talking about it. It's so much different when you go on a trip like that, yep. which you haven't done a whole lot of. But when you go on a trip like that, you literally burn it at both ends. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you're, you're on a budget. You're trying to get those things done. And then when you insert extra activities or you're hanging out with friends – it literally just like it's four <laughs> days of two hours of sleep. Like yeah. it's just, it's it's, it's so worth, it, especially when you for me getting to like go bow fishing with like another army brother of mine. Even though there me and go. Jared had never met before, oh, is yeah. that instant connection? And That's we right. even talked. It was like we wish we had met before, but yeah. just that instant <laughs> yeah. connection. We just we hit it off, and because of that, the bow fishing was that much more fun for me. And it's yeah. just, I knew it was going to be worth it. It was an absolute blast. Um, but we, we went fishing that night. Oh. It wasn't as uh, target-enriched as it was the night before because we had more people yep. on the boat. That rain came in and kind of made a little water. I rain, you rain, it was probably milky. And yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had Craig on the boat. We yeah. had Craig's sister, uh, Randy, on the boat. We had Ari, Jarrett's wife. Mm-hmm. And then we had one of our buddies, Josh, that uh, so it I sounds like y'all had. There. Here's a, sounds like y'all had too much fun the night before. Yes. And then everybody get everybody. So wants I to had in. super high expectations for <laughs> second night. We were used to like three people just hammering down on fish yeah, all yeah, night, so and then now we have seven fun. people. You had too yeah. much fun. Name a place, Paradise, and then you put in a parking lot. No, I mean obviously y'all had a good y'all had a good shoot the night before, so they were bringing folks out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we still probably shot 25, 30 fish. No. Yeah. It's still fun. I mean, just having that much people, we laughed and they were telling jokes. Yeah. It was just a good experience that um, night. But, you know, like I said, we didn't get on the water till 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then 4.30 came real quick. Um, but we were watching after them, right? Well, I mean, we, no, we were watching the weather. Okay. And I was like, man, it is about to pour here in about an hour. And this yeah. is about 3.30 in the morning. So we started heading back to the boat ramp. And sure enough, I mean, it starts. Buckets. I, I mean, yep. bottoms falling out. Yeah. Um, and there were severe storm warnings, severe winds. As my granddad would say, like a cow pissing on a flat rock. Yeah, that's that might have been an <laughs> understatement at this point. Um, but it was just an absolute wash on mm. Sunday altogether. I mean, we didn't even hunt Sunday. No, nope. uh, we Couldn't. went out there and, and and got the ground blind. Luckily, it was in the same spot. We had it tied off. Um, but I mean, overall, it was it was more than just filling a turkey tag uh you know or fulfilling that third leg of the of the slam yes that was right the reason we were there yep. um we were to to check that box right but it turned into more of a social event meeting up with old friends it didn't feel like we were there to check a box it no. felt like we were just there to hang out with folks have a good time Eat crawfish, go bow fishing. I mean, it was just an absolute. Well, I think that's unique that you say that uh, because it, it felt like that from here, uh, just watching it from the outside. What was, if you think about what you're saying, you guys got there, weather was not ideal for the box checking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But, it did, oh, yeah. but it did allow for a lot of those other activities. Oh, exactly. 100%. Um, you know, if, let's just say you, know, you were able to get there and in that first hour, you fulfilled that. You fulfilled that tag, yep. the the main tag. Obviously, I know you. If the weather was ideal, you would have chased birds the remainder oh, yeah. of the time. 100%. Absolutely. And in that, you probably may have missed out on some of those opportunities to that's right to hang out. And so it 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 was from the outside looking in. No. It felt that way. So that's awesome that that's how you feel about it. No. I mean, it could not have worked out any better than it did. Yes, literally, we only had about an hour of turkey hunting mm. in the whole entire trip. Which is crazy because you drive 12 and a half hours right. to turkey hunt, to fill a tag, to check a box. And we did that was the least amount of hunting I've done all year. Right. In, yeah. any, in any state. Yeah. Um, but we 
got it done. Had I not killed a turkey, I still would have had an absolute mm. oh. great time. Perfect. Hanging out with Austin. You know, that was probably the most time we have ever spent with each other, you know, driving, talking, hunting, hanging yeah. out with each other in a whole, I mean, three, four days. Yeah, we learned a lot. Um, so that was an absolute blast. But just being able to catch up with old friends, uh, I mean, you, you can't put – you can't put a price tag on it. You can't no. put a time limit on it. And the things that we were able to do in that time was just, I don't know how to explain it. No. From so. my point of view, I mean, just seeing you, when I remember seeing that that LCD, uh, LCD screen, you shooting that turkey, I mean, I could see the weight lifted off your chest. I felt relaxed. And then from then on, I just saw you just, like, I'm having fun from now on. Yeah, like, that's I'm, what it I'm felt ready. Like. like. He texted me once you killed that bird and everything was kind of done. I was now. like, Justin's good. <laughs> so he's like, he's happy. I was, I was like, I, I just know. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we have talked about, I mean, not trying to make it bigger than what it is, but there's a lot of people that want to do this. Yeah. There's even fewer from there that even really talk about it and plan it out. And then you get into a fine, even smaller pool that actually planned it out do it. And then we're getting even smaller when it comes to execution. Um, so for you to plan all this out and the things that you're going through with your career change, you got a baby on the way. I mean, I know there's a lot of things. And I said uh, on a previous podcast, like do or die, you know, do it now or don't ever do it. And I know that I don't, I didn't mean it like never, but in a way it's kind of like, this is kind of like your last hoorah before a huge change in your life. And oh, I don't yeah. mean that in any bad way. Yeah, no. It's I just was... a, it, so... I was texting Austin while you guys were down there, and I was kind of saying, hey, how's it going? How's Justin, this, that, and the other? And he was like, dude, he got that bird. We're good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after that, it was just a whole other level of fun. And yeah. we could, no matter what happened after that, it was just so much fun. And, and in saying that, I'm not taking away from the no. joy of the hunt. Mm. Oh, I'm no, not no, saying no, that no, there's no, this no. huge pressure on us, this, that, and the other. It, it's just like a... There was a pressure for that enjoyment. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's a pressure yeah, for yeah, any yeah, hunter wanting to accomplish right. that level. I mean, yeah. like we all thought, even as a cameraman, like I'm not the one going after a grand slam. I'm, I mean, just I know that was the pressure on you, and I felt it. And just seeing you shoot that bird and you coming up to that camera, you guys will see yeah, the footage, man. but you coming up to that camera, you were so excited and just hooting and hollering, and it was and a great were, experience. And I watched it too. You're so in the moment. When that happens, it's like third legs oh, yeah. down. I, I kind of black out there yeah. for a second. Yeah, yeah but after that, you're like, "Oh, let's go for number two. I was like, yeah. "All right, buddy." I'm in kill mode at that <laughs> yeah. point. Y'all know yeah. when I get, when I get to that point, I'm in kill mode, yeah. and it's, it's just kind of like that. There, there's nothing. There's nothing's going to stop me at that point. Yeah. I mean, did you even have a minute to like? For him to think about it, was he already stuck in his turkey vest trying to get tagged? Oh, I was already. I made him come back and do like one more. It's like, hey, buddy, come back in front of the camera, one more take. I that's in the footage. He comes to you, goes leg number three, and then he runs out of frame. I'm like, hey, buddy, (laughs) come back up here. Yeah, I was. I said, let's just get another take, but uh, but I I mean, the whole trip, the weather, you know, not letting us hunt the whole time was probably a blessing in itself. I didn't think it at the time, but like Grant said, I was able to do things that yeah. we would have missed out on. No, 100%. Um, I mean, we probably wouldn't have, bo- if the weather was going to be great, we probably wouldn't have both hunt- bow hunted either night. We'd have the crawfish. Yep. We yep. would have hunted 100% of the time. We probably wouldn't have had a crawfish wall because we were still would have been hunting, and I wouldn't have been able to hang out with those friends that I haven't seen in two and a half no. years. So, and y'all got to rest up a little bit before you came back, right? I'm telling you, those recliners... When you get into them after driving <laughs> oh, yeah. twenty, I mean, up for twenty three hours, those recliners um, yeah. are very comfortable. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, now they, so Justin you, snores really loud too. Real, real quick. <laughs> re, well, you do that. Anybody snores? I mean, I'm anybody snores when you're doing those that type of those types of hours. So we busted in, right? We go straight in. You guys go hunting the next morning. Mm-hmm. Wait, you bow fish the night you get there. Yeah, yep. kill a turkey the next morning. Yep. Bow fish that night. Yep. yep. Weather's not good the next morning. We pretty well slept in that pretty morning. Slept in. I, so I say slept in. We went to bed at 5 o'clock. That's that right. Woke up at 9, so we had about four hours of sleep, but yeah. that's good. Because I so. called you. I was working. I may have been working one of your houses that day, and you yep. were, we were talking back and forth. And then um, you were kind of like, we may go this afternoon. And then I remember getting a video, or it wasn't on Instagram. It was just you guys texting me something. Oh, it was of y'all's arms. Y'all were in the truck. We were all messing back and forth. Yeah, and I got a bruise so in my arm. So what were y'all arm. doing when that, that evening? Were y'all just driving around maybe looking for birds because the weather no. may have broke? Or no, we, just... we were we were actually just kind of driving around Colleen okay. and Harker Heights, just kind of seeing the places that we had 
been to. There you go. Uh, we were kind of looking around. Reminiscing. Uh, yeah, reminiscing. Um, and then we contacted uh, Jarrett and his wife because we had been up before them. And we were like, you know, you guys want to go out to eat. So we kind of took that time to just experience Heck the yeah. area where we spent a lot of our time yeah. or a lot of our life in. And we just had a good meal together. It's just Heck good, yeah. humble experience. Yeah, we Oh, and breakfast. Breakfast. Oh, oh yeah. boy. That breakfast. Hallmarks. Yep. Hallmark. Why don't you tell okay. us about that breakfast? I mean, you have more experience there than I do. So, so Hallmarks is a place that's open twenty four seven. It's actually a hotel slash restaurant, mm. but it's like uh, I don't even know how to. Exp- I mean, it's Waffle House on steroids. <laughs> a, I mean, you yeah, know how it, much it's I a clean version of Waffle House. Yeah, so it's it's grease, it's butter, it's everything mm. you can imagine in a skillet, and they fry it. And they give mm. you a whole goulash of good stuff, and you just start forking it in your mouth. <laughs> Same experience. I mean, the waitresses are arguing. I mean, this is part of the experience. They've been up all night. They've been up all night. You just kind of let it go. last and, night, and yeah. they drove 12 and a half hours. You pull up, they're like, God, I can't wait to get off and drink. I'm like, it's 7 a.m. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, so we might have frequented this, this uh, breakfast place, yeah. Um, yeah. Hallmarks, when uh, we were returning from – uh, the bars. Okay, okay. After a one long day. When I, yeah, I yeah, one of those places. So that's how I, I, I knew of this place. I told Austin, I was like, we're going to Hallmarks. Yeah. So, so yeah, then, then we hung out pretty well all Saturday just because the weather was absolutely monsoon. To watch Netflix. And we drove by Fort Hood. We saw the hospital I built. And, there you go. You yeah. know, it was just kind of cool to be where we were three and a half years ago. And just right. To where we are now, I'm married. Yeah, Austin's back in Franklin now working. So yeah. not married, by the way. <laughs> FYI, ladies, he is single and looking. You can check him yeah, out on turkeysonly.com. So we have turkeysonly.com. We've got farmersonly.com. We've got huntersonly.com. What else do we got now? <laughs> I can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our turkey trip to Texas to fill our Rio Grande, Texas turkey tag all in one. Um, Have you measured him up? You got an idea on? on... So he was a two two or three-year-old bird. There mm-hmm. you go. He had, yep. you know, maybe seven-eighths-inch spurs. Yep. I think seven or eight-inch beard. Um, but absolutely pretty bird, pretty coloring. He um, looked like he'd be a great representation gorgeous. of a Rio. I mean, yeah. He didn't have bird. all the white tips going up the back like you would envision a Rio, but – Still a very pretty bird. He's a heavy him in bird, the too. Probably going to mount him. There you um, go. So just the memories behind that hunt, just yep. can't touch it. So what's unique about this, too, is Jim was with you in Florida. Yep. Austin's with you in Texas. Yep. Got her done. In, in essence, all of us are here with you with your Eastern, and then I'm going to be with you in Denver. And we're, we're packing literally as we speak. What today's Wednesday? Today's we leave Wednesday. Friday morning at so five thirty. So when this airs, people will have will, will be on, me and you and I'll be on a plane. Yeah, That's we'll right. be boarding when this airs. That's right. Um, and then we'll be in Denver with our buddy Philip Sharp at Big Barn right. Outfitters. Um, Philip went to high school with us, or was is from Franklin. He went to uh, to uh, Franklin Road Academy, or yep. did he go to? He went to Father Ryan. Father Ryan. He went to Father Ryan, and uh, we've known him for for quite some time. And he has a great outfit out there. Actually, I've been in touch with him, done some elk hunts with him, stuff like that. So, um, we are super super excited. About it. Emily was just texting us today. Oh yeah, I, she was. You know, saying how excited they are, and then I looked at the weather, and yeah. it's like twenty five degrees and snow first snow, day. Yeah. So. Yep. It's 80 degrees here, so it's yeah. going to be back to the deer hunting weather yeah. in Colorado. La Vida, yeah. Colorado. Yeah, so we'll fly out of here Friday morning, and uh, we'll be down there super early, pick up our rental. We'll meet up with Philip and Emily, hang out. be great to catch up with them and just kind of see the oh, operation yeah. they've got going there. And then we're hunting in La Vida. Which right. I've never been there. Uh, it's down in it's. I mean, it's it's South South. right on the New Mexico line. And I was about to say I've, I've never heard of it. I mean, yeah, super super south or it's super south. I mean, it's right there. We actually I've got buddies in Fort Carson, so that's the most I know of Colorado. All I know is that they've got turkeys. They got turkeys. So they got tur- That's all Justin needs to know is right. yeah. turkeys. They've got turkeys. There's people there we know. Yep, they're good people. Yeah, it's it's far enough south you could fly into Albuquerque and drive up. Okay. If you wanted to. It's far enough south. But we're we're excited. There is some weather coming in. We were talking about that and uh 
50% chance of snow yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, all the way back from Texas, 80 degrees, and we looked at the weather, and it was supposed to snow next weekend. Yeah, we're, we're flying yeah. southwest. In Colorado. We were, we were looking at flights and then getting everything realigned today, just getting everything stamped out. And I was hoping not to check a bag because I have horrible, horrible luck with that, but... I'm probably going to check it. Can you tell me about that luck real quick? Uh, I'm just kind of curious. I'm literally like a 50% flyer, meaning like half the time I fly, if I check, if half the times that I check a bag, they lose it. So um, uh, my honeymoon coming back, uh, just an anniversary trip with me and my wife, going out to Salt Lake City two years ago, uh, numerous, numerous times that Mm. I've had to check a bag. Uh, I had to go to Argentina last August. Anytime that I have, uh, pretty much any time that I've checked a bag, it feels like I've, it's either been delayed or lost. I don't know what it is. I'll say don't jinx us. Just don't, don't put the camera gear no, in the cam, bag. Cam, cam, you can gear, survive no, off dude. clothes on, on your back. I, I have spent the last uh, six hours of the day trying to figure I'm out I'm looking how at I our can, Pelican case right now, so that just needs I'm to be carry on. I, I've spent all, all of my free time today figuring out how can I carry this with us in a safe manner because... I'll hunt naked, but we gotta film it. <laughs> maybe, maybe just, maybe how about Justin just checks that bag? Maybe that's the thing. That might yeah. be it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, no, we'll figure it out. All right. So thank you so much for joining us on the Eighth and Time podcast. This is episode number ten. When this airs, Justin and I will be in La Vida, Colorado, chasing turkeys. Uh, that's right. Getting oh, ready to, boy. yeah, getting ready to fill his uh, Merriam's tag. We're super excited for him. Thank you so much for all your support. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're here on the 8th and Time podcast, if you like it, rate it. If you love it, leave a review. Be sure to share and subscribe. We'll see you guys next week.